There has to be some common sense. Yes, sir, they have the car stopped in Tampa Ranch, Michael Biden. We still don't know who pulled the trigger. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. I'm your host, retired NYPD Sergeant Bill Cannon. And with me today, retired NYPD detective and straight out of Brooklyn, Phil Grimaldi. How you doing today, Phil? I'm doing pretty good, Billy. I'm out here in the backyard. I decided to do it. It, should, it was such a nice day from out here. And uh, I guess the, uh, the subject is going to be something that's outdoors. So what the heck? You know, we got we got a sort of an interesting um, story today, a little bit lighter than what we usually do. But if folks, if you haven't been following it, um, there's been five, count them, five shark attacks on Long Island. And, you know, the amazing thing to me is that when there's a shark attack, uh, people don't seem to pay attention. They just seem to keep going in the damn water. And for me... A shark attack means I don't go in the water. <laughs> I'll watch from the shore, you know. If I see a fin, I'm not going in for a couple of years. But people are still going into the water. <laughs> and it, it, it's it's just amazing to me, you know. Five shark attacks have been reported in the past two weeks off Long Island, including two within hours Wednesday, a dramatic increase in shark encounters that officials there said may represent a new normal. Four of the reported attacks took place on Fire Island in Suffolk County, including two at the popular Smith Point Beach and two near the village off of Ocean Beach. The fifth was reported on Jones Beach Island in neighboring Nassau County. None of the victims were seriously injured, and the sharks sighted were estimated to be in the four to five feet in length range. Shark sightings have been increasing off U.S. coasts, which scientists attribute successful conservation efforts that have restored Populations closer to historical levels. Still, the recent spate of attacks was highly unusual. There were only 47 confirmed unprovoked attacks nationwide in 2021, according to the Florida Museum of Natural History's International Shark Attack File. This is not something that is uh, precedented in any way in our history in Suffolk County. Suffolk County Executive St Stephen Ballone said at a news conference Thursday, Prior to July 3rd, we had not had a recorded shark bite at Smith Point Beach since it had opened during beach hours back in 1959. Malone said the county is deploying drones and increased lifeguard patrols to monitor the waters, acknowledging that the quick, excuse me, that the uptick may represent the new normal. The idea of more frequent contact with these kinds of sharks may be what we'll be coming to expect, Malone said at a separate news conference Wednesday ahead of the fifth attack. The first of the recent attacks took place June 30th when a 57-year-old man swimming at Jones Beach suffered a laceration on his right foot that paramedics identified as a possible shark bite, according to the Nassau County Police Department. Three days later, Zach Gallo, 33, a lifeguard at Smith Point Beach, was playing the role of a victim in a rescue training exercise when he became one himself. He felt a roughly four-foot shark whip him with its tail and then bite his hand, according to the station. I felt pressure in my hand, pulled it back, and just started hammering, punching, and connected with the shark three times. And then on the third time, it spun away. 
I guess my adrenaline survival instincts kicked in. Gallo returned to work Thursday, saying at the news conference with Ballone that he was grateful. His injuries were minor and that his fellow lifeguards came to his aid. If you do, if you do go in the ocean, make sure you're going into an area that's protected by lifeguards, Gallo said. On July 7th, first-year lifeguard John Mullins, 17, was bitten on his foot, while also playing the role of a victim during a training exercise near Ocean Beach. The teeth were inside my skin, and when I pulled my foot out, it kind of just felt like a scrape, like a rake going up my foot molds, told the station. We never expected to be attacked while we're training, but they handled it well. Mullins received five stitches and was out of work while his foot healed, uh, CBS News reported. On Wednesday morning, a surfer was bitten uh, by a roughly four-foot tiger shark, leaving a four-inch gas, according to Ballone. The man was knocked off his board and saw the shark circling back toward him, but a wave carried him to the shore, Ballone said. So these are sort of unprecedented uh, shark attacks. I know, Phil, that you've had some experience with sharks, but uh, they were loan sharks. <laughs> Those Not kind, the kind of, of sharks shark you get in the water. Those kind of shocks, they got a little more than a bite. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of unusual that this is going on. And apparently they weren't even in that deep of water. Uh, one of the people I saw on the news that was attacked, uh, he was in chest-high water. Uh, these type of sharks, I think they're like sand sharks, they tend to come in a little closer than the uh, the bigger sharks. So, yeah, it's, it's a strange occurrence that's going on. It seems like... Uh, there's a rash of them in Long Island. Um, there's been a couple down in the Jersey Shore over the past few years. But uh, listen, that's their natural habitat. We're going into their domain, so to speak. So I guess we got to respect them. But uh, yeah, you got to you got to watch yourself. And I, I think that that was great advice uh, from that reporter. I'm sorry, from Steve Ballone that said. Uh, Go to a beach that's protected. That way, God forbid, you do get bitten by a shark. At least lifeguards will have radios. They can call for an ambulance right away and, uh, you know, help you get you out of that water quickly. You know what the reporters blame it on? And, I mean, it makes sense, but, I mean, I, I don't think it makes total sense. They're saying there's more people in the water, so, therefore, there's more uh, potentiality for swimmers to get attacked by sharks. And there's obviously more sharks because – there's been more incidences of people getting attacked by sharks. I don't buy it. I think there's been, always been people swimming in the water. And this is the first year with this huge uh, uptick in shark attacks. So I'm not buying it. I remember who was the, the captain in Jaws? Swimmer in the water. Captain Quinn. <laughs> shark in the water. <laughs> that shark was, that one was, swimmer nothing <laughs> he was he was good he was good i like in that movie when he tries to get everybody's attention at like the community board meeting and he scratches his fingernails on the uh on the blackboard and everybody's like oh, and they listen to him you know but uh and is it all is it all coincidental that this ha happens to be a uh, shark week i don't I'm, know could I, that be Let's play a little of this. Big changes by tomorrow morning. And these tamales are the talk of the town. Find out how this mother-daughter duo... Where am I getting this tamale commercial? Sorry, folks. Wrong, wrong, uh, wrong shark commercial there. You, you know what's funny about that, Billy? When I came in the house a few minutes ago, I told my daughter I'm doing a podcast. And she said, I'm white. And I said, on the shark attack, she goes... Why? Because it's Shark Week? I didn't even know it was Shark Week. But Yeah, well, it's all over the damn TV. Shark, shark, shark. I'm like, 
so tired of hearing that stupid commercial where they're yelling about sharks. Oh my God. It's like, it's like an advertising advertisement for sharks, you know. You know, I'm it's, not uh, buying that the the fact that they're saying uh, more people are in the water. I doubt that. The people are always in the water. It's the same. I don't think it's any more. I think it's what uh, uh, Ballone said about the conservation efforts in the area over the last 40, 50 years. Uh, the waters are much cleaner. They're much more conducive for uh, the wildlife in the ocean. So maybe there's more sharks and they're coming in a little closer to feed and it's just a coincidence. I don't, I don't think it has to do with the volume of people going into the water. I doubt that. I thought the first thing they were going to blame it on was going to be global warming. I thought they were going to jump on that bandwagon too. There's I more sharks they because they're forced, <laughs> they're forced to come in closer because the water's warmer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, let's not get mileage out of that again, you know? Dana, good evening. Lots of breaking news with shark sightings and shark bites. We are just east of Jones Beach. Tobe Beach evacuated today. Robert Moses, too. Shark spotted, no injuries. In the past century on Long Island, shark attacks have been recorded one per decade. Times are changing. Just 11 days after being attacked by a shark, lifeguard Zach Gello returned to the job he loves at Smith Point Beach. Just so happy to be back. You know, my my fellow guards and I were yelling at the water. Who's ready for round two? Gallo suffered injuries to his hand and chest during a lifeguard training drill. There have been an unprecedented amount of sightings in the past two months and four shark attacks in two weeks, among them a Fire Island lifeguard. And on Tuesday, two more. This Arizona tourist was bitten on the hand and backside off Seaview Beach. And surfer Sean Donnelly suffered wounds to his lower leg off Smith Point. It hit me and it knocked me just off my board. But the way, because it was behind me and... and threw me to the right I, I saw it when i turned over and i saw i saw the dorsal fin i saw its body and i was like oh this is a shark <laughs> officials across long island wonder if sharks are the new normal for now there will be daily monitoring enhanced alert systems notifying beachgoers everywhere of shark sightings whether or not it scares away tourists we love the beaches we love our environment we love the water uh so we want people to be comfortable coming here but first and foremost the priority is people's safety. Lifeguards are patrolling on wave runners and paddle boards and using sophisticated new drone infrared technology. It is concerning. I definitely don't go out very far. Thing is with sharks, you got a higher chance of uh, getting getting struck by lightning. It's definitely more nerve wracking than it used to be to go into the water here. 10, 15 seconds where I was terrified uh, and I swam, I swam to shore as quickly as possible. Lifeguard Zach Gallo says swim only on beaches with lifeguards. We are sharing a habitat. We have to respect the ocean, respect that they, that's their world. And surfer Donnelly agrees. It's their house, you know. I mean, we, we go there to play and have fun, you know, but that's where they live. And you're going back in. Yeah. Sean Donnelly's doctor gives him another week to heal, then he'll be back out on the surfboard in this changing ocean environment with many shark tales to tell. We're live at Tobey Beach, Jennifer McLogan, CBS. For that guy that said, it's like being struck, uh, struck by lightning, I'd like to say five people were bitten in the last week. How many people were struck by lightning in the last week? So it's not anything like being struck by lightning. And for you macho men, 
that punched the shark in the nose. Oh, you guys are so macho. The way you hit the shark with a right and a left and the shark just takes off. I'm just, it's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Think about the statistic though, Billy. They're saying that there's only, in Long Island, there's only one shark attack or shark person bitten by a shark per decade. And we have four or five of them in a very short period of time. So there's definitely more, I would say more uh, sharks in the area. I, I think that's uh, almost a, a guarantee. I don't think it's the same shark biting all four or five people, but uh, again, you know, uh, there's definitely an uptick. And I think that if you go in the water up to your waist, let's say, you know, you still have your feet on the ground, you can kind of run out of the water kind of quickly. And something like that happened to me when I was just away down in Florida, I was, it was late in the day and, and the wife and the kids had gone up to uh, take showers. It was maybe like five thirty, six o'clock in the evening. And I was facing the sun and I was floating about up to my chest, but I had my feet up and I just happened to put my feet down and I looked and there was this four foot, it wasn't a shark, but a, a four or five foot huge fish. Well, you would have saw me. You had a camera on the flailing, you know, running. No, that wasn't a shark. That, that was a that was a bacala. Yeah, <laughs> it might have been a bacala. But but the, the thing that's very very distinctive about the shark is the dorsal fin that the surfer talked about. If you see that, good chance it's a shark. Get away from it, and God forbid it, it latches onto you. They they say, uh, I guess in a moment of panic to poke at the eyes of the shark. I know that they say punching the, the snout of the shark will make them like, oh, whatever. But I think I saw on, uh, on I think it was on the Weather, weather Channel, uh, you're supposed to go for the eyes. Try to get your thumb in his eyes. I don't know. Right, let's hope it doesn't happen. Robin Gearhart, what's in the water driving the sharks inland? Oh, my God. I have no idea. But all these people on land going, I try to stay in shallow water. Guess what? That's where the shark is. You know, yeah. sharks like to go in two foot, three foot of water. So if yeah, you think do. it's you think it's safe going in shallow water, you know, maybe you should watch some shark movies or, or Shark Week. There's nothing on but shark shows on TV. You can learn a little bit more. But <laughs> DP infamous Bacala is slang in Italian. I can't repeat. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got our Italian friends. Look, look we got we got we got some humor on this show too. I just think yeah. you know, it's it's amazing um, when you hear all this like shark attack stuff. I don't need to hear it more than once. I'm not going in the water. I'm not going in. You know. I mean, are you kidding me? I go in. I, the water I was. Go ahead, Billy. I'm sorry. No, I mean, I'm not going in if there's shark bitings or shark sightings. I'm 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 going to yeah. stay on the shore. Well, I believe the ones that come into the shallow water are the smaller sharks, the sand shark. A, a great white is not going to come in two, three feet of water. That's very, very unusual. But again, like you said, even though you're in, you know, you're in shallow water, you could still have a shark come up to you. But I think if you have the, the ability to run, you know, where, where you're not in over your head, uh, it'd be a lot easier to get away. And you're supposed to flail and make, you know, splashing, and that's supposed to scare the shark away too. But what do I know? <laughs> on the south shore of Long Island. Newscopter 7 Live over Toby Beach, where swimmers were told to once again clear the water. That makes 10 shark sightings in four days this week. Meanwhile, I'm going to reporter Stacey Sager talking to a young man who this past weekend caught a big bull shark and let it go. With the story, she's live in Lido Beach in Nassau County for us. Stacey. Well, hi, Bill. He said it was the catch of a lifetime. That is for sure. And it's proof 
proof that these more aggressive bull sharks are out there and they're really not far from the shore. And they are the reason that beaches like these have opened and then closed to swimmers all week. They were in way deeper than they should have been here at Lido Beach as the heat and humidity peaked and the water along Nassau County's south shore appeared to be clear of sharks, at least for the early part of the day. I won't go in. No, <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't take the chance. But as you can see, a she's lot with of you, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> what a sight it was when 21 year old TJ Minutillo of Manhasset was out fishing only a week and a half ago here at Nickerson Beach and actually reeled in one of these infamous bull sharks spotted by lifeguards very close to shore throughout the week. Just took me up and down the beach for two and a half hours. So you're holding on to a fishing rod for two and a half hours? Yeah. What did that feel like? I mean... Uh, my hands were tired after. Yeah, <laughs> really tired. He did set it for the two and a half hours, but because of these pictures, experts were able to confirm it is a bull shark. This as late day sightings continued after 3 p.m. at Tobey Beach and officials from both Nassau County and the town of Hempstead adding extra patrols to scan for any sharks lurking near the shore. What else? What else could possibly happen? We've seen it. They're here. And when that happens, you're coming out of the water. Those are the rules. Well, and our chopper is up and about uh, looking at the south shore of Long Island right now. So is the helicopter for Nassau County Police. They're patrolling on jet skis. They're patrolling in the water. Once again, 10 sightings, shark sightings since Monday. At least three of them believed to be these more aggressive bull sharks. That is a big concern because they are aggressive and they do swim closer to the shore. Once again, lifeguards will be out bright and early. This beach opened an hour late today to swimmers. The hot temperatures have played a big role here. People have gone in deeper than they should. Lifeguards will reassess in the morning. For now, we're live at Lido Beach. I'm Stacy Sager, Channel 7 Eyewitness News. So how shocking that there is marine life in the water. There are sharks living in the ocean, which is their natural habitat. Someone in the chat said... Let's face it, there's a reason they're coming in closer to shore. Okay, let's say it. Let's say it. The water's warmer. Is that what I you mean, want to hear? The water's I think, warmer. I think so that's where that person's going with that. But I got a question. What's with the reporter wearing the mask outside in the ocean or on the beach with nobody around? Be, What's up with she that? Should be, she should be fired just for that. That's ridiculous. Well, that was ridiculous. I mean, listen, wearing a mask is a personal choice, but out you know doing a live report or or a news report from the beach i'm Can't really concerned about dying from covid even though all these sharks are coming into shore <laughs> <All right. laughs> i'm still concerned with covid there could be a covid germ being blown from the shark to me and that's you know that's why i'm so concerned oh, it's boy, so nutty you know so but look let, let's face it phil uh sharks there usually isn't a big threat but if in one week, five people get bitten by sharks, I think there's a threat there. And to compare yeah. it to getting struck by lightning, no, it's already past that threshold. If I'm not a mathematician, <laughs> that's why I became a cop. But I know that if five people get bitten by a shark in a week, it's much higher prevalence than getting struck by lightning. That's for sure.
I agree with you, Billy. Listen, you just threw the numbers. If it's a, a shark attack once in a decade and they've had 10 sightings and four or five incidents where a person was bitten, I think uh, it's a little bit more than getting struck by lightning, the uh, chances of it happening. And again, you have to just clear the area for a while. The shark will, you know, he'll, he, he ain't going to stick around. He'll go out to see or wherever he goes. And uh, it is what it is, you know. And, and again, just listen, you got to use common sense here. Uh, if you're going to go in the water, I mean, they're, they're, once they spot a shark, they're, they're not letting anybody go in the water. But once they do, you got to just, you know, use your head, staying up to your waist. That way you can get away quickly and, you know, keep your eyes peeled, obviously. Well, Les Pony, thanks for the nine ninety nine super chat. Last year, we swam our horses in the water. No way this year. <laughs> Wilbur. <laughs> We're not going in. think maybe the uh, sharks would attack a horse i think that's what she was getting they at, would you know? attack anything but that's that's where they live you know this is where the yeah. sharks live man this is there there's the guy in the jet ski warning dangerous marine life guppies <laughs> why they, how about those fish uh, they're in the river the the um piranhas those things are nasty huh Oh yeah, they'll they'll uh, they work in uh, they're like a wolf pack. They don't work alone. They they usually work in like a school of a uh, couple of hundred. So when they do get you, they can do some number on you. Those piranha. There we got the Nassau County Police out there making sure uh, these are the locations of the uh, of the five shark attacks. That doesn't mean they can't happen in other locations. So you can this week move out to Montauk or the Hamptons, and the sharks can be out there because they do swim. <laughs> they do they swim do. long distances and they, they move around. So, uh, and it is shark week. So they're on, they're on display, you know, this you know what else I noticed too, Billy, in the areas of long Island, there's been, um, the, uh, um, what is it called again? When you get caught, uh, the rip current level has been very high. So I think the, uh, you know, the, the general tide is coming that way and the fish, must go along with the tide and, and they're, they're bringing them from, uh, from maybe in the deep waters into the, uh, into the shallow waters, you know, the tide Absolutely. is pushing them in. Well, as pony childhood living is easy to do the things that you wanted. I bought them for you. Just a few lines of wild horses since you put your <laughs> wild horses in the ocean, but not this year. Well, as pony, thank you for all you do. Thank you for your support. Of police off the cuff. Uh, they will want sharks. They will want masks on sharks' necks like they want masks for cows and, and CO2. Yeah, well, you know, this, there's a lot of humor in this stuff because, I mean, I, I, you know, we all, the iconic movie Jaws, right? Think of all the things when they, they were like, um, this was no boating accident. All the famous lines from that movie. You're not going to open up that shark and spill the the Johnson boy out onto the beach because <laughs> the shark supposedly ate that one kid, you know, and it was how about like, this one, Billy, how about this one? We're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> That's right. We're going to need a bigger boat. And I mean, all the cliches that we've heard over the years in, in regards to sharks, but I mean, it's, it's a shark is a, um, it's an animal that um, people love. It's mysterious. It's almost like a prehistoric animal, you know? And, uh, People love to hate sharks or love to be terrified of sharks. 
you know, it's just that big animal. I wouldn't want to be in the water with a shark, but then you talk to people, anyone out there that's a scuba diver. Scuba divers run into sharks every single day when they go down in the water. I mean, that's one of the reasons I'm not a scuba diver, because I don't think I would want to share the damn ocean with a shark. I don't think so. Yeah, I get it. You know, I'm curious if maybe somebody in the chat can answer this. I believe, I don't know if it's 100% true, that sh sharks have to constantly keep swimming in order to survive. So maybe somebody in the chat can answer that question. That's, uh, uh, I think I've heard that. I'm not 100% sure about it. So that would also mean, I mean, when do they sleep? Do they sleep? So maybe uh, we could have one of the people in the in the chat, maybe uh, we can have a shark expert that can I don't know that. if we have any uh, shark experts in the chat. I'm sure I'd be happy to hear from them if we did, you know? Yeah, that that's, I'm pretty sure that they have to constantly be swimming. Maybe I guess that's got to do with oxygen going through their gills, but uh, they got, have to keep swimming in order to survive. I don't know if that's true or not, but. But a shark is a fish. It's not, it's not a mammal, you know, it's uh so it's not um, it it's not something that uh, you know like a, a whale or a dolphin they have to come up for air you know whereas a uh, a shark is a fish so it it doesn't have to come up for air right so but yeah, it's, it falls uh, into the uh, the the cold blooded uh, animals of the ocean I believe. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it does constantly have to swim, and, it, it, and it's from all over the damn world. It travels, you know, all they've had great whites in Australia and show up again on the East Coast. Let me play a little bit of this here. Now, this first story has become a nightmare for swimmers. Here in New York, lifeguards are keeping their eyes peeled for sharks. Yeah, that's after four people were bitten by sharks in just 10 days. Two victims on Wednesday alone. A surfer was bitten on the leg Wednesday morning at Smith County Park, shutting down beaches to swimmers until mid-afternoon. Then around 6 that evening, another one. A man visiting from Arizona was bitten in Ocean Beach on Fire Island. He says that the shark came from behind him and bit him on the wrist and rear end. Mind you, both of these beaches were the same spots where two lifeguards were attacked during training exercises just last week. July 3rd was Smith Point, and Ocean Beach happened four days later. One victim told us he was doing whatever he could to make sure that the shark wouldn't bite him again. Like, I just had to, like, take a second. I was like, okay, breathe, like, slow your heart rate down, like, just chill. Like, you're, like, and I looked, and I was like, okay, my legs are here, my arms are here, my hands are here, my feet are here. Like, okay, like, you're okay. I put my board between me and it, and just got back on it, and it went underneath me, and I just, like, slapped it on the other side, and it was gone. And I, but as soon as I slapped, I just went straight to the beach, pal, as far as I could. And another wave came in, thankfully. I just caught that one, just rode it straight in. Getting bit by a shark is extremely rare. You've got a better chance winning the, the lottery than, than getting bit by a shark. At Smith Point County Park, these attacks are the first since the beach opened more than 60 years ago. Up next. I don't know about that with the lottery. I'd be playing it if I was one that got bit. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, when you're hearing these stories too, I, I, I'm i not sure I'm buying these stories with all of these superstars punching the shark in the nose. I, I just don't know. I just, uh, it sounds like a pretty good story to tell at the bar for free drinks, you know. Uh, <laughs> for well, when you think drinks. about it, what, what 
uh, is a shark going to encounter in the water and naturally that would strike it? You know what I mean? None of the fish can, you know, anything that it eats is not going to strike it. So I would imagine if you did strike it, it would probably shock it. I mean, as long as it's not a great white, I mean, you know, I think it's a good idea to hit it. If you do come close to a shark, that might startle it and make it take off. Because again, what they feed on is not going to hit them, you know? You know, so folks, what are we, what are we telling you then? I mean, what we're telling you, it's it's the weekend, right? It's uh, it's supposed to be pretty nice. All you guys are going to the beach. Not everybody. Some of you guys are going to the beach. So we're gonna we're telling you, as a public service, be careful. You know, watch your ass. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't go in the water this weekend. I don't know. I know all the people are like, I don't care if we don't go in the water, then the sharks win. <laughs> it's not a competition, you know. It's uh maybe, you know, just dip your toes in going about six inches to a foot of water. But uh, I think that maybe you should stay out of the water this. Uh, Molly J, yeah, buy a bigger boat. We need a much bigger boat this weekend. Yeah. Every we every cliche shark joke on this earth is going to be out there, you know. But, uh, you know, maybe you can spend this weekend on the shore, you know. Maybe you can drink some uh, adult beverages on the shore. And don't go in the water. Listen, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to say I would stay out of water. I would go in, but I wouldn't go in too far, obviously. Like you said, I'd go in up to the knees maybe or up to the waist. And listen, if there's something close by, they're not letting you go in anyway. So that's the way I would play it. And again. Hey, Tony, Mario, yeah, listen, I'm going in the water. I want you guys to watch my back. All right. So yeah, I'm going to go in about two to three feet. If you see anything, just jump in the water, pull me out. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Bring the baseball bats, okay? Don't forget the bats. Right. Bring that old Brooklyn, that Brooklyn persuader, the the Louisville slugger. That'll uh, that'll even up the uh, that'll even up the playing field with these damn sharks. And if you can grab that shark by the tail, pull him out. Pull. I want to see how big this guy is. So, like when I tell my story about punching him in the jaw, people will say, "Yeah, it was pretty big." You know, they do do some. Um, surveillance of these sharks so to speak they tagged them and they put uh gps tracking on them so they know where they are in the area i know they were doing it down in the jersey shore that they had uh they had put a tracker on one of the sharks and they could tell i think the tracker was good for like 30 days or something like that and they would you know try to see where it would go and and uh what I guess what path it was taking uh, in the area. And when it would get close to shore, I guess they would do uh, do some type of an alert to get out of the water. When I was in Isla Morada and I caught a hundred pound uh, sailfish, they brought that on board so we could take a picture, but they tagged it too. Yeah. So it's yeah. catch and release, which the fishing captains love that because now, you know, they got, they got to catch the same fish over and over again, you know, and it's good for their business. Yeah. But I don't think you can really eat a sailfish. So, uh, yeah, that's no... not, I don't think that's good eating fish. But, uh, no, I, I don't a lot of people so. eat shark, though. I, I think, no, isn't it? Isn't shark something that, uh, people eat? So, the, the truth, Bill Cannon sounds like he's doing a Jimmy Calandra impression. Hey, Jimmy Calandra, it was in, uh, Las Vegas, right? With, uh, Chaz Palminteri, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Jim, well, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy's <laughs> leading a, a very, uh, a very redemptive life. He's doing well, Jimmy. He's uh, he's going to do well for himself in the podcast business, and he's got a story to tell. So, you know, power to him. He did his time, and that's that. Well, as Pony, thank you so much for the nine ninety nine super jet Smith Point. 
was our beach of choice. Now watch your six. Time for Sergeant Bill's pool or sleep with the fishes. Yeah, I'll go in the pool. I don't have anything to worry about in the pool. That's for sure, you know? You know Just what, though? If you're a beach lover, it's hard. I mean, I love the ocean when I when I do go. And uh, the pool's great, too. Don't get me wrong. But uh, to me, there's nothing like the ocean. You just got to, you know, you got to be careful. You got to watch yourself, you know. Uh, a friend of mine got married a couple of weeks ago, and he went down to the Bahamas. Now, in the Bahamas, they'll have a net that'll protect sharks from coming in too close. But he went snorkeling, and he had an encounter with, like, a, a six-foot shark. It went towards his, his new bride, and he got her out of the way. And thank God it didn't get him. But they got out of the water, and they, uh, they were done with snorkeling for the day. Wow. Back to Morning in America. Why don't we have the Jaws music playing right now? I'm just saying, it's time for the weekend. Just in time for your weekend, we're contributing to your nightmares. In Long Island, New York, a shark bit a tourist from Arizona while he was standing in shallow waters on Wednesday. That is the fifth shark attack in the area in two weeks. In another recent attack, a California man says he narrowly survived after a shark bit into him, pulled him deeper into the water before it finally spat him back out. Spat. Spat. Spat him out. Spat, right? That's very funny. Right part of speech? Here. Okay. Correct. I want to make sure I don't screw up on national TV. Drake Clark, he joins us live. He never screws up on national TV. Good morning, Dre. Good morning. That's debatable. Good morning to you, Adrian and Mitch. You know, you can see the sand and the surf behind me. What you cannot see are the sharks. And as you said a moment ago, there have been five shark attacks here in Long Island in just the last two weeks. And now officials are warning people to be very careful because the sharks are swimming in very shallow water close to the beach. And it's not just here on the East Coast where sharks have gone after people. I was about 150 yards from being done near the beach when just wham. Steve Brumer is fortunate he's alive to tell his remarkable story of surviving the vicious bite of a great white shark 150 yards from the beach in Pacific Grove, California, near Monterey. And it grabbed me and pulled me up and then dove me down in the water. And then, it, of course, it spit me out. Uh, I'm not a seal. It's looking for a seal. We're not their food. The shark bit across his legs and abdomen after a two-hour life-saving operation and three weeks in the hospital. He's finally going home. From the California coast to the beaches of Long Island, New York, sharks have been on a tear. Oh, I think this was just a curious animal. Uh, and I just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Lifeguard Zach Gallo was bit by a shark while doing training in New York, Suffolk County. He beat the shark off of him with his bare hands. Gallo's encounter part of a series of five shark attacks happening on Long Island in just the last two weeks. It's really interesting, Ava, you know, this happens every year around this time. Forrest Galante is a wildlife expert and biologist and also host of Shark Week on Discovery. Shark attacks are on the rise. They're not. What's on the rise is you guys going to the beach and jumping in the water. And when you put more and more bodies in the water, <laughs> you're more and more likely to encounter a shark. And that is just how it works. Galante I don't buy that at all because I've no. been around Long Island for 50 something years. And I don't remember any years there being five shark attacks. So Mr. Shark Week here with his own shark show, I think he's uh, he's misinformed. Ante says, usually when sharks bite people, it's a case of mistaken identity as they're looking for natural prey to eat, fish, not people. Yeah, just realize that sharks aren't these mindless killing machines. They're not out there to get you. They 
and it's their ocean, okay? It's not our ocean. So when we're talking about sharks, be respectful, don't be fearful. It's not going to keep me from going in. I love the water. If I don't go in, the sharks win. One sharks, zero humans. <laughs> and a couple of tips from shark expert uh, Forrest Galante there. He says, sharks are attracted to very shiny objects in the water. So if you're wearing a shiny bathing suit or a shiny pair of trunks or holding something in your hand that's shiny, that will attract sharks in your direction. The other thing he says, if by chance you are bitten by a shark and that shark holds on to you, your best chance of survival, he says, is to punch the shark either in the nose, in the gills, or in the eyes, because that's a very sensitive area on the shark. And chances are, if you hit them once or twice, one really good time, they'll release you. Mitch, Adrian? I'm just practicing my punching now, Ray. Yes, <laughs> I agree with you. And I'm telling you, I just be careful and don't wear that glittery bathing suit, guys. You said no. So, Phil, now you got to change up when you go to the beach. No veal cutlet parmesan heroes because they're shiny. The shark will see it. They'll go to grab your hero and he'll grab your arm by accident, you know? Yeah, really. You know, I uh, was thinking as uh, they were talking about that glittery stuff, I did have my watch on when I was in the water when I encountered that, whatever that big fish was. So maybe that fish was attracted to something, you know, the watch is a silver watch. Maybe the sun was reflecting on it and who knows, but uh, yeah, it makes sense because I think uh, the fish that they feed on, uh, they, they, uh, they reflect the sun. And, and I remember from fishing, you use, uh, you use a, uh, uh, what I call that a law that has a, a shininess to it that uh, reflects. So again, I guess that makes sense. So keep the, uh, I got to get rid of the glitter bathing suit. I had that glitter stone, beta, rhinestone bathing suit I was going to wear, but that's out now. You know what's amazing? Uh, if Folks, if you've been to uh, San Diego or to um, La Jolla, Mission Beach, all those places on the West Coast, the water is so much rougher on the Pacific Ocean. And the lifeguards on the Pacific, they earn their damn money. Some of these guys are making eight or ten saves a day. And I mean... Saving people's lives, not just pulling them out of the water because they're in a riptide. I mean, literally saving people's lives. And one of the things they use to great efficiency on the West Coast, and they're starting to use them here, of course, are drones. What if someone's out 100, 150, 200, 300 yards? What's the fastest way to get there? Send the drone, have a drone drop a life preserver to the person that's good. Right, yeah. right there, and they use that's how they do it in on the Pacific. Right there, the person's going to be able to stay afloat until help gets to them. But brilliant using drones in the saving and rescuing people and drownings, unbelievable. And they can also fly above the ocean and, and look for sharks, look for large marine mammals that uh, you know swimmers would be afraid of. So the use of that is just, and and of course jet skis, which have such a range, they're so damn fast, they probably can get out to the ocean faster than any type of uh, any type of boat. 
Actually, uh, think about it. A jet ski is going to be much quicker than a, a lifeguard trying to swim out against the tide, too. So that's a great point. And I like the idea of having a drone that can drop one of those plastic little uh, life preservers. They're very light. I think a drone would be able to accommodate one of those. And it usually has like a piece of rope on it or something that the person can attach it to themselves. But uh, those are great things. And I remember going to the beach in New York and uh, Coney Island and, and uh, you know, Manhattan Beach, Brighton Beach. And if you went out too far, the lifeguard would be blowing the whistle and pulling you back in. They wanted to keep everybody at a certain distance. I think they called it the rescuable distance. In other words, if they were out too far and you get in trouble, they're not going to be able to get to you in time to save you, you know, uh, because you'll be in the water too long if you're, if you're having trouble. So they would always try to keep people at a certain distance that they were able to get out to them in time because no jet skis in Coney Island and, uh, you know, in uh, Manhattan Beach and Brighton Beach when I was growing up. I don't know if they have it now. I don't think so, but uh, they would have to swim out to you if you got in trouble, you know? Absolutely. And BB, thank you for the 1999 Super Chat. Bill, use this for some shark repellent spray. I certainly I will, answer, and it'll keep all the sharks away from me in my swimming pool. But thank yeah. you so much. That's very much appreciated. So, you know, Phil, what are, what are we learning? What, what can we impart to our listeners about this weekend, what should they do? What should they be aware of? Should they go to the beach or should they stay away? What give me give us some uh, some tips? Give us some safety tips for our listeners. Well, based on the reports, they're saying that the sharks are tearing it up. We don't want them tearing your skin up. So obviously, you got to go in. Only shallow. Don't go in too deep if there's any sharks around, number one. Number two, don't wear anything shiny or glitterly jewelry or a glitter bathing suit. Number three, if you do get attacked, they say if it's got a hold of you, punch towards the eyes. I remember that. Get your thumb in the eye or punch them in the snout. Uh, what else? I guess, uh, you know, don't be carrying any bloody steaks into the into the ocean with you because that's going to attract them. No veal parmesan heroes going into the water. And uh, you should be okay. You should be okay. Listen, enjoy the beach. Use your head. If there's uh, a warning of shark sightings in the area, you know, put your feet in. Go in a couple of inches and you just got to use your head. You know, folks, even though you may be from Brooklyn and the number one weapon in Brooklyn is a monkey wrench, it's a little bit too heavy to bring into the ocean with you. It can make yeah. you drown. So leave that monkey wrench on the shore. If you got to take out a shark, remember, punch him in the snout, get him out of there, and then get the hell out of the water. Don't go, yeah. don't chase the shark deep into the water, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, listen, I don't think it's the amount of people that they're talking about being more people going in the water. I've been to beaches in the summertime when I was a kid and, and over the years where, you know, there was no place to put a blanket down. That's how busy it was. And everybody was in the water. I don't buy that. I think it's just what they said earlier. The conservation efforts of the last 30, 40, 50 years has brought uh, the wildlife in the ocean, the shark life, you know, they, they there's more of them. There's less boats fishing and, and capturing fish. So the fish are abundant and that's what they feed on. The sharks feed off the fish. So they're coming in a little closer because that's where the fish happen to be. But, you know, just uh, watch your ass, as they say, when you're in the water, especially out in Long Island. What was that? Uh, something point, Sandy Point? Smith, Smith point. point. Smith Point, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. And they lot, know the sharks know that people area. got the people got a lot more fat on them out there because they're rich. So <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna get some nasty grams. I didn't mean that. That was just that was just a joke. So uh, yeah, let's let's do the Joe Murray. Uh, let's do Joe Murray's commercial, and then we'll talk about 
anyone that would like to um, have an ad on our show, uh, we'll give them the idea for that, Phil. Joe Murray, attorney at law. Have you found yourself in a jam? Are you in need of legal counsel in the New York area? Well, Joe Murray is your man. He's not only an experienced trial attorney, he's also a retired 15-year member of the NYPD. He literally knows both sides of defense. You could reach Joe at jmurray-law.com. His telephone number is 646-838-1702. Or you could email Joe at joe at jmurray-law.com. As Bill said earlier, anybody that would like to advertise on police off the cuff real crime stories all you have to do is get a hold of us it's a very reasonable uh advertising rate uh you can just reach us at what is it bill it's police off the cuff one.com yeah it's police off the cuff just the number one not o-n-e one at gmail.com police you want off to reach the us cuff- number one, one at gmail.com and just uh, shoot us an email and uh, you could advertise. We have an international audience. As you know, we have people from across the pond, across the United States. So uh, it's a great tool uh, for uh, most businesses. If you have uh, a website or you just want to advertise, we had a woman that advertised with us that was uh, selling Christmas ornaments. So we had her on last, uh, I think it was like last October, November. So whatever it is, give us a holler and uh, the rates are really affordable. It's a great way to advertise. So, folks, really, I mean, we wanted to do this show. We thought this would be a fun show to do, and it was fun, uh, a little bit lighter than usual. But, you know, we just want everyone if they to know about this. If you're going out to Long Island or the Jersey Shore, there's sharks out there. You got to be careful, and it seems like they're coming in closer to shore. Lieutenant Pete is smart. Lieutenant Pete stays on the west side of Long Island. Long Island Sound. I don't think there's a little, I could be wrong, but Lieutenant Pete, there's probably no sharks in the sound, right? They're on the ocean side, I would think. What do you think, Lieutenant Pete? That sounds about right, I would think, Billy, because on the sound, then I guess they could make it around that way, but probably not. I think they, they're more towards the ocean side. I, I don't know. I guess uh, we'll find out if there was any sightings in the sound. L-U-G, lug, that's, the, that's what I was looking for. You go in the cage, cage goes in the water, you go in the water, sharks, sharks in the water. In the water. <laughs> That's Robert Shaw, what a great Irish actor, you know, that great accent, that great look, you know. What's his name? Him and um, what's the actors? Richard. Um, uh, uh, oh, shucks, it's right on the tip of my tongue. It's Roy Scheider. Um, Robert oh, Shaw. Robert Shaw and... Oh, God. I could see his face. Someone help us. Someone help us. We're having brain force. He's a shorter guy with the beard and the glasses. Oh, Jesus. Richard Richard Dreyfus. Richard Richard Dreyfus. Dreyfus. He he was interviewed on some talk show, and um, he was talking about his relationship with Robert Shaw, and he got, like, all upset and had, like, a meltdown because Robert Shaw had died shortly before he did this interview, and it just sees... Shows how emotional some of these actors get. You know, working with people, you know, they become good friends and uh, sure. have relationship with. And and of course, that moment in time that you do a movie, um, it's frozen in time. You're working with all these people, and if the movie is usually usually successful, like Jaws, it's like an iconic movie. You know, you know. I said earlier, you know, that was Bruce um, Bruce Springsteen. Steven Spielberg was 26 years old 
when he produced and directed Jaws. 26. Could you imagine handing a 26-year-old the keys to that car? You know what I mean? He had, at the time, I think it was like a 25 or $30 million budget, which was like unheard of in that era. It was so much money. And if the movie fails, you fail because we're going to lose all this money and you may never work again. But as we know, the movie, uh, the book by Peter Benchley, Jaws, the movie was a huge, huge, huge success. And you might say that that catapulted Steven Spielberg to who he is today. He probably would have been successful anyway. But think of the movies that Steven Spielberg made after that, right? Absolutely, Goonies, absolutely. Uh, E.T., E.T. Phone Home, you know, all of the Schindler's List. I mean, the movies that he made that he after Jaws, it just just incredible. But that movie was, you know, a catapult for not just him, but some of the actors, too. Well, two things I want to say about that. One, it definitely put Spielberg on the map at 26 years old to make such an iconic film that till this day, I mean, I've seen it numerous times. I could watch it again and still enjoy it. It's really an iconic film. It rates right up there with uh, things like The Godfather and French Connection and stuff like that. So it's definitely an iconic film. The second thing is that think about Robert Shaw cast for that part. That was so perfect. He was the gruff uh, fisherman and he, he, he broke the radio at the end because he wanted to beat the shark. That was so perfectly cast. And I think even Roy Scheider and um, what did we say? His name was Richard Dreyfus. I think they were all cast very well for that movie. That was a fantastic movie. And I can remember it come out in the summertime. Uh, I guess it was mid seventies. And uh, with all this talk about sharks, it's kind of bringing it back up for me, but uh, yeah, that was, uh, and actually there was, I think uh, a two and a three, if I'm not mistaken. So it, there was a, uh, uh, I think it was a trilogy. Was it three? And a I, month? Think, I think that some of the movies that came after that, uh, they weren't very proud of, you know, Nah, it they was, was just like copycat. It's almost like, look, The Godfather, one and two were amazing. Three was horrible. It was just horrible. And I don't think they like to associate Godfather three with one and two. I just don't think it's in the same, it's in the same league. Mary yeah, Williamson, I, I'm in 75, the line wrapped about the theater building twice. It was amazing, right? Iconic. Say, 75, 75, 1975. Yeah. That's yeah, the year that's I graduated high school. Wow. Yeah. 1975. That's just like, uh, incredible. Hey, look at some of the movies, like, um, a really iconic movie, whether you liked it or not is Forrest Gump. And I think it's pretty hard not to have liked that movie. There were so many elements for everyone. And it was, it was a lovable type movie. And just think of that, that's Americana. That's a movie that will always go down. This is this is the American story told through the eyes of Forrest Gump, right? Yeah. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know which one you're going to get. Yeah. And how true is that? You, you don't know what's coming there out. There were so you. many truths. I mean, there were so many things that were cute. You know, like when he ran on the field with Alabama and there was Bear Bryant and he's running – for like a touchdown and, and Bear Bryant goes, who is that fella? They go, that's Forrest Gump. <laughs> I just, you know, so many things that were improbable and stupid or that he became this multi-million dollar shrimp fisherman. Uh, and, and meanwhile, like he was half retarded, like yeah. things that were impossible in life really to do, yeah. but he accomplished it. And that's movies. And that's the, fantasy of movies you know is it isn't the whole premise behind the movie this is what 
was all in his imagination. This was all stuff that he, you know, like would daydream about. Isn't that the premise of the movie? Yes, but 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 in a, look, it would all, someone had to write that, you know, yeah. and it was all every aspect of American life in some way was put into that movie, and it was sort of like a feel good movie too. Look at uh, Gary Sinise, Lieutenant Dan. I was Dan. just going to bring him up. And he's become this huge, iconic guy. And from that movie where he's involved in um, helping uh, servicemen that come home that are missing warriors. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, just that movie had something to do with that. You know, it just, um, you know, when I look at even a movie like another iconic, iconic movie, Schindler's List, which told the story of um, the Holocaust and, there were at least four or five actors in that movie that were nominated for Academy Award. None of them won. None of them won. The only one, you know, who won that year? Steven Spielberg, like, grabbed every damn Oscar. Should he have? Yeah, I mean, he was tremendous. But how about the what actors? Movie, what, what, what movie was it that year that he won, that he beat uh, Schindler's List? You Philadelphia know? Story. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, that was also uh, Tom Hanks. Yes, Tom Hanks won the Oscar for Best Actor, but... There were some amazing, amazing actors in Schindler's List. You know, Liam Neeson, Ray Fiennes. Uh, I can't remember all, but there was at least four or five of them that were nominated. There's a political of, component to that. that, that, that that's what I was going to say. The politics of it. even bring that up. But it, listen, the Academy Awards and all these award shows, they got too political. And I think that they're trying to make a statement as opposed to recognizing talent and uh, recognizing people that are really into the industry. And you and I both know, Bill, acting is not easy. It's very difficult. We both appeared in uh, The Perfect Murder. And just to kind of learn lines is is difficult enough. And then to hit it right and know when to say your lines. And it's really, really difficult. I can't understand. I mean, I've done scenes where it was just like a page and a half of dialogue and I was sweating to do it. There's, there's actors that could do three pages, four pages. Like it was, uh, look at Jack Nicholson in a few good men at that, uh, in the, in the, um, the courtroom scene. That was, that's iconic. That's unbelievable. And he spit it out and you know, that was, that had to be a couple of pages of dialogue, you know, and it was just fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, um, and not only do you have to learn this big, long monologue, but you have to learn it by and act it. Not just spoo out the lines, but act out the lines. Have the correct pacing. Have the correct inflection in your voice. It's just, you know, that's why I, I, I know, and I'm not even calling myself an actor, but I took three years of uh, acting classes. And I really liked it a lot. And then COVID hit. <clears throat> and um, there was no way I was going to take acting classes on um, Zoom. So I stopped taking classes and I don't even know if they're back doing it in person now, you know, but you can't really take acting classes on zoom. I don't think you can. People may after disagree doing, with me. After doing the perfect murder, I had a newfound respect for actors because I saw what it was like. And, you know, my, my family, when, when we would be filming or we were going to shoot, they'd be like, Oh, you can't talk to them. Stay away from them because I was so into trying to, you know, learned the lines because this was the thing that stuck in my mind. When Kevin Kaufman turned on that camera and he said action, or he'd say, go, you had to go. You couldn't, you had to be ready, you know? And, and, it, and I felt like if you flubbed the line or you didn't do it right. And I could see 
the look on his face or Rick Torelli's face, like, you know, maybe an eyebrow would go up like, all right, let's try it again. And most of the time, because I took it seriously, it wasn't me. It was other actors that they would have to do it over and over. But it's not easy. I mean, you really sweat, you know. You, you got to know your shit. And uh, newfound respect for actors. And, and listen, some of them are very political. I get it. Uh, there are A lot of them are full of baloney. But uh, it's not an easy craft. If you're good at that, you're really good at something. Yeah, I mean, in a lesser point of view, uh, even stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy is one of the hardest uh, art forms there is, too. But it's very different than acting. But some people that are good stand-ups are good at acting because there is some similarities to it. And, folks, we apologize if we got on this tangent from Shark Week into being safe on the beach into acting. But, you know, that's what happens with uh, podcasts. Sometimes we get... On different tangents, we get to talk about different things. And, you know, I'm glad you guys stayed with us and uh, listening to this because it is, it, I find it interesting. And, um, you know, we're, Phil, we're at uh, 56 minutes. I didn't really want to stay on too long today. I wanted to uh, give people these little warnings about going to the beach this weekend. And I just also want to say to everyone, thank you so much for being our subscribers, being our fans. This is my second show today. I was out by my pool. I love all the people that come and talk with me by my pool when I do it out there. When I take a walk, I just want to thank you guys. If you're not subscribed to us, go on our YouTube, hit the subscribe button, thumbs up, all of that stuff. And if you want to um, contribute to us, we have a Patreon. We have a YouTube channel membership. But, uh, folks, again, thank you so much, Phil. Final words? Final words. Um, listen. This is not uh, a joke. We made some some jokes about it. We were talking about the movie Jaws and all of that, but it's some serious business. Uh, stay out of the water if the lifeguards tell you to. If you do go in and you're out on Long Island, or it could be anywhere, just watch your surroundings. Be aware. Obviously, don't wear the shiny bathing suit or jewelry or anything like that. And watch yourself. Again, real quick, if you want to advertise on Police Off the Cuff, real crime stories, just go to our email, Police Off the Cuff, the number one at gmail.com. And uh, send us an email. We'll shoot you the rates. It's very reasonable. We have an international audience. It could be something good for you. And uh, we appreciate our subscribers. Keep giving us the thumbs up. Keep subscribing. And uh, stay safe out there, everybody. Enjoy the weekend and enjoy the ocean. Just watch your ass. <laughs> Folks, have a happy, safe, put that suntan lotion on. Stay the hell out of the water this weekend. God bless. <laughs> stay safe. Out there. One episode. Just singing up.